JobsWork MKE presents Bringing Trauma to Work, a guide for understanding and managing employees in distress. This is part four, Behavior on the Job, How the Effects of Trauma Might Show Up at Work. Rosetta was shot during a robbery in a shopping center's parking garage. After emergency surgery and rehab, she was okay to go back to work, or so she thought. The first day she drove back to her office, she was about to pull into a parking structure and froze. She couldn't drive in and did not show up for work. William works on an assembly line at a packaging plant. As a child, he watched in fear as arguments between his father and mother turned violent. So when two co-workers nearby began raising their voices at each other, he fled the building. Robert's stepfather bullied him, yelling, calling him names, insulting him in front of others. So when his supervisor gave him advice on how to improve his performance, Robert felt attacked, ridiculed, and quit. A history of trauma can make it challenging for employees to behave in a normal manner at work. Mark Fossey, a therapist who works with trauma survivors, puts it this way. We want them to be orderly, coming from chaos. One of the largest studies ever conducted on childhood abuse and neglect showed strong evidence tying adverse childhood experiences to poor performance at work later in life. The effect of trauma, whether experienced as a child or adult, can be at the root of why employees are often absent, appear to be more angry, anxious, withdrawn, disengaged, distracted, or unproductive. C.J. Jackson works with trauma survivors at JobsWork MKE, a nonprofit that helps disadvantaged Milwaukee residents find sustainable employment. When you live in a chaotic world, that's what you always prepare for. So it's like you're up here on 10. Most of it, whenever is operating around six. And so your perception is different. Something that reminds the employee of their trauma, even a color or smell, can trigger the emergency response. Michael Adams is president at JobsWork MKE. An individual's at work, they hear a loud noise that maybe reminds them of a gunshot or something, or a broken window, or a broken door, and they go back to that place. So now they're not working, they're there, literally there in their mind, in their whole body. They are experiencing reliving this issue that then affects that work. Obviously, this is challenging for employers. But if you know the science, how trauma shows up on the job, you can help employees work through it. When they're more productive, so is your business. Here are some ways that behavior can show up at work. An employee in an emergency state might appear to overreact to a trigger that might not bother other workers. Example, what seems like a harmless tap on the shoulder could cause an intense reaction. So explains Tim Grove, Senior Director of Trauma-Informed Strategy and Practice at WellPoint Care Network. Oftentimes, especially women who have been sexually assaulted, they navigate the world from a perspective of being able to detect threat and survive that threat. So if you think about a typical workplace where a floor supervisor 
might need to check on people's work and they might approach them from behind where the person is working for really good reason, not knowing that in quote unquote sneaking up on them, they're actually triggering that survival instinct in that person, which makes sense when you think about that potential history. At times, employees will be so preoccupied with survival, it'll appear they're not listening or don't care about what you're saying. Terry Darun Cassini, Ph.D., is a co-founder of the Milwaukee Trauma Outcomes Project and an associate professor at the Medical College of Wisconsin. They might almost seem like they have trouble paying attention to things or you might have, you feel like you have to repeat things to them in order for them to really kind of encode the information and store the information being told to them. It used to be we thought that those individuals were not focused. We thought those individuals weren't all in, whatever that case may be. But now we recognize that trauma really is, is the culprit. Trauma can disrupt a person's ability to form and maintain relationships. They might have trouble trusting others. It could show up as individuals maybe being perceived as though they're not um, a team player or a good collaborator, you know, or someone who's um, maybe doesn't feel, doesn't seem that they're warm. And so maybe other coworkers are having trouble connecting with them. For people with histories of trauma, uh, people are potentially threatening. Most of them have suffered traumatic events at the hands of other people. So when that body and brain go into survival mode, they're sort of skeptical, at least initially, about, I want this, I want to be relationally engaged, but part of me deep down is very worried you might hurt me too. And that core understanding is really critical to understanding this whole process. An employee with a history of conflict with authority figures might become uncomfortable when interacting with a supervisor, even if the supervisor's approach is not aggressive. The employee might want to argue or leave. And as we explained in Part 3, some trauma victims in search of stress relief resort to self-medicating with alcohol and drugs. That can lead to abuse, and abuse can lead to showing up late or not coming in at all. Or... Employees might be too depressed or anxious or experiencing ongoing trauma at home. So says Mark Fossey, the therapist. People who are victims of domestic violence uh, coming into work, you know, but they may have gotten beat up last night. Uh, people who are, you know, addicted. They're trying their best to, to be on time or work, you know, but they can't because they're ha they have something that's a stronghold of an addiction. Experts say it's important to understand that the goal is for employees to be resilient, to manage and overcome trauma, for employers to support, not coddle. Dimitri Topitsis, Ph.D., a professor at the University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee who studies trauma, explains. I wouldn't want employers to think that employees who've experienced a lot of adversity cannot manage themselves under stress. And so we've got to We've got to somehow inoculate them or protect them against stress. No, that's not the case. They just perhaps need a little bit more support to work themselves through that stress. And perhaps if there's unnecessary stressors, then we kind of can remove those from the environment. But we don't want to, at the same, we don't want to coddle those of us who've experienced adversity and trauma. Um, we, we, want, we want to recognize that 
that resilience is available to all of us and, and that th these folks can certainly perform well at the job place, but maybe it takes a little bit more supports in order for them to do so. So what can an employer realistically do? We explore that next in part five of Bringing Trauma to Work.